Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Angle Kids 24 7 Radio. Angle Kids 24 7 Radio. Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. And we are back. Football season is here, and oh, my goodness, we got so much to talk about. But we can't do that here. We're going to do that on a later podcast uh, that will be coming this week. Uh, But real quick, before we get into our special guest of the week, rock band Fudel. Yes, they're coming. They're going to be here. We're going to talk to them a little bit uh, later on about new project, what they've been up to. And these guys are out here making some waves. And you know how Stephon Devereaux likes to roll with the people who make the waves. But uh, we're going to talk to them a little bit later. But before we get into that, like I said, football season is upon us. We are here. Happy football day. Yes. Yes. And, of course, the big news, the big news of the week. Of the past six months, actually, has been Antonio Brown and where he would end up. (laughs) Well, he first was an Oakland Raider. And then he found a way, as smart businessmen always do, they found a way to get out of bad situations. Because I don't care what anybody says, the Oakland Raiders are in a bad situation. That team is a goddamn mess. That team is a mess. I don't care what anyone tries to tell me about John Gruden. John Gruden has been a broadcaster for the past eight years now, up until last year, of course. He was a broadcaster eight years before he got back into the coaching ranks of professional football. Mike Mayock, the guy that came in after John, Mr. John Gruden, Mike Mayock was a broadcaster for years. Yes, former player. Yes, the guy knows his football players. But does he know how to run a team? He can pick the players, but does he know how to run a football team? I'm going to say no. We've seen what happened with Antonio Brown. We've seen how everything went down between he and Brown. And am I, am I going to blame Mike Mayock completely? No. I'm going to put a lot of blame on John Gruden. Because John Gruden sat here and had a team. He had a pretty decent team when he walked into Oakland. Got rid of two of their best players and then brought in people that was highly questionable. And one of those people were Antonio Brown. Now, I love A.B. A.B.'s my dude. A.B.'s one of my favorite players in the world, and I will always ride with A.B. I'm sorry. Sometimes I ride with the players over the team in this world of fantasy football. But right now, A.B., to me, I mean, he did everything right because he wanted to be in New England from the jump. And people forget this. They forget this every single time. These players want to be where they feel they're going to be more successful at. It was never about money with A.B., and I don't care what anybody tries to tell me because if it was about the money with A.B., A.B. would have did everything in his power to make sure that the Oakland Raiders didn't take that $30 million away from him. But A.B. played his cards. He played them right. He played Texas Hold'em. Everyone else was out there trying to play checkers. A.B. went all in. And now he's with the team he wanted to be with in the first place. And let's not forget, the New England Patriots offered the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, my Pittsburgh Steelers. The New England Patriots offered these guys a first-round draft pick plus. And the Steelers turned them down. 
because they were doing everything in their power to keep A.B. from going to the New England Patriots. Well, Pittsburgh Steelers, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. And I, like I said, I'm a Steelers fan. I love my Steelers. But I, I did not like the way they handled this A.B. situation, and I for sure as hell didn't like the way they handled the Le'Veon Bell situation. Look, Kevin Colbert came out and said it's Big Ben and 52 other kids. All right, Kevin. Well, Big Ben better lead them to the Super Bowl this year. I don't want to hear no excuses because everyone's uh, – they say, oh, well, A.B.'s a cancer and Le'Veon's a cancer. Well, well, now they're gone. I want to see a Super Bowl. You got nothing else – Nothing else should be in your radar but a Super Bowl. Not making the playoffs, not making an AFC championship game, not just making a Super Bowl. It's winning a Super Bowl. It's the only thing that should be on your radar. Other than that, welcome back, NFL. And uh, we'll talk about that later this week, talk about the games and so forth. But up next, after this break, got a rock band in here that's making some waves. Like I said, they're doing their thing. Got some new music out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what they're doing, uh, what they've done. But uh, you're going to be thoroughly entertained, people. Up next, we got the rock band Fudel. And after this break, you're going to hear from them live here on the Stephon Devereaux Show. You're listening to the Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested.weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there. How to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, Call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Angry Kids 24 7 Angry Kids 24 7 Discover the weird trick people are using to make over $3,500 a month taking paid surveys from home. Jason White is known online as the king of paid surveys. He's been taking paid surveys online since 2009 and has earned over $274,000 just from paid surveys. He knows that may seem hard to believe, but it's 100% true and verified. 
Large multi-billion dollar corporations need your feedback and suggestions about their products and are willing to pay huge sums of money to get it. If you go to bit.ly backslash making money with surveys, he'll show you how to get your piece of the pie. Companies desperately need your opinion and will pay you cash for taking short surveys. Plus, you'll get $50 for taking your first paid survey. So go to bit.ly backslash making money with surveys. Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Like I said, we got one of the hottest rock bands out there that's burning up. It was burning up the, the Angry Kids 24-7 Radio charts with their hit single, Gasoline Alley. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I want to introduce to you my man's Foodell, the Foodell Brothers Band. Let's see, let's get this thing going here. Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. And I want to thank you guys for joining us on the show today. What's up? How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. Yeah, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing perfect. I'm just, look, I'm excited to have you guys on the show, uh, honestly, because I've been a big fan of your music for quite some time. Like I was telling the audience before, Gasoline Alley was killing the Angry Kids 24-7 radio charts for some uh, quite a few months. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, how did it feel to have uh, one of your songs be considered a bona fide hit? It it was it came as a complete shock to all of us. I would say. I mean, you know, it's just a it's a great honor to be a part of uh, Angry Kids twenty four seven radio, um, and uh, you know we're just very excited. And uh, you know, thank you so much again. We we really appreciate this opportunity to you know get our get our voices out there. Well, yeah, hey, been a, you've been putting in some guy. work, so you've been putting in a lot of work. And like I was telling my wife, because my wife was actually, uh, she was actually the first person to hear the song from one of the playlists. And she said, oh, who's this? And, you know, we started talking, and then we did a blog and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, these guys got some talent here. Got some talent, man. How did you guys get started uh, in music, by the way? I'll let you handle it, bro. <laughs> so... The, the funny thing about us is we are actually a band of brothers. Um, I don't know. I guess it kind of started as a hobby. We were, you know, we were a bunch of bored teenagers, didn't really have much to do. And, you know, we, we decided, hey, let's start a rock band. So, you know, that's kind of how it started. Um, you know, personnel with uh, bass, guitar, and drums, though that, that was kind of figured out along the way. Uh, Mike was actually supposed to be the guitarist, and I was supposed to be the drummer. Trust and, me, you should be very glad that I'm not the guitar player. <laughs> and uh, we kind of just forced, we forced Dave into the bass role. We kind of left him nothing else, but uh, you know he he was uh, very happy to take the role, and you know he's he's killing it on the bass. So that's awesome. So what? There's three of you guys. There's there's three, three of the brothers. There's three of us. Yep, there's three of us. You got Mike and uh, Dave, who are actually twins. There, uh, Mike plays the drums, and Dave plays the bass, and I'm Brian. I am the lead guitar and lead singer. Oh, that is awesome. I wish my brothers and myself can actually, and we all do music, you know, separately. I just wish one day we can just come together and say, okay, let's let's put together a group or a band or something. Just to say, you know, because I know it, it, got, it has to be hard sometimes, but uh, th- is there any type of uh, sibling rivalry that goes on between the brothers and, uh, uh, in the music that you're putting out? There's definitely some sibling rivalry because we're brutally honest with each other. Like if something's terrible, we just hold no punches with each other. 
to the point where we might make each other cry once in a while. Hey, we might even throw some punches, but we're brothers, so at the end of the day, we still love each other. Yeah, it's like, screw you, I'll see you at dinner time. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> – that is the perfect way of explaining it because I've, I've been there quite a few times, just not musically, you know, but I've been there quite a few times where we're, uh, you know, watching a TV show and someone wants to watch something else and we get upset and we start a fight. And, yeah, I've been there before. Oh, that is so funny. Um, so do you guys produce your own music? Um, we don't produce our own music. We actually go to, uh, we have a couple of guys we work with who are, are, who are amazing to work with. We go to uh, Stan Sky over at Skylab Studios. He does the main recordings of us. And then we work with uh, Patrick Koch at uh, Hybrid Soundscape Studios who does our mastering. And, you know, we've been nothing but happy with their work. So yeah, both very talented guys. Yes, you have an incredible sound. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me uh, when I first uh, started listening to the music. You know, you have, you know, you have a sound that today, see a lot of rock and roll music today that's on the radio. Uh, they can't play the newer stuff because a lot of the newer stuff just sounds really thin. But you have a, a warmth to your sound that actually takes me back to the days of uh, the Doobie Brothers. And that was, matter of fact, um, speaking of that, you're, you have a sound that actually has hints of like different generations of music. And I'm saying Doobie Brothers all the way up to Nirvana. And I think that was probably one of the, like, the golden era of some of the uh, greatest rock and roll bands ever. But you guys have hints of that sound. Um, when you are writing, you know, when you're writing your music, do you sit back and say, okay, do we want to sound like this? Or you just go for your, your original style of what you guys enjoy playing? I, I think it's kind of accidental. I mean, uh, yeah. let's take Gasoline Alley. That was actually the main riff. Uh, Mike one day just came to me and was like, "Hey, I got this riff, but I, I, I you know, I, I need someone, I need some help writing it." So he kind of was like, "Hey, would you mind finishing this for me?" And, you know, so me and Dave stepped in, and you know, we kind of just put our two cents in, and you know, next thing we knew, we had a song. And uh, I got to say, Mike's really good at coming up with these catchy hooks. Um, you know, it's you know, it, it works together. I don't know if it's because we're brothers or you know, we just we, we have know. A chemistry with each other. Right. So the best way to put it is that we have a very good chemistry with each other when it comes to writing something. That is awesome. Now, another question. How do you pronounce the name of your band? Now, I don't know if I pronounced it right myself. Uh, another question my close. wife was asking. Was it, it close? It was very close. Uh, it was close. So, so it's Feudale. Feudale. Okay, that's perfect. Perfect. So now I can tell my wife so she won't ask me another question about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of her questions. Honest. That was one of her questions. Um, hey, it, it's now, a good question. Yeah, because I, now don't get me wrong, that's, I get it all the time. People ask, well, how do you pronounce your name? You know, Stefan Devereaux. Eh, it's not really the easiest names to pronounce, especially if you don't know uh, that the E is silent. You know, people don't go, eh. but anyway, I, I, I get it all the time. I've heard so many different versions of my name. It kind of makes me laugh now. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, now, who do you compare your sound to? Is there another band or just an era of music that you compare your sound to? Ah, that is that to, to us. It's so funny because everybody always asks us that, and that's like the hardest question to answer because we listen yeah. to everything from, you know, R and B to blues up into hard rock, metal, country, uh, hip hop, hip hop, rap, um, reggae. I mean, we listen to everything. So, but if I had to kind of pinpoint a generation, I would definitely say we got that '90s nostalgia going yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Looking at the '90s feel on with us. Yes, but I think I would well, actually we. A lot, a lot of the comparison we get is to, you know, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Nirvana. We hear that sometimes. We've even heard Guns yes. N' Roses, which 
which which I'm like, oh, you know, I think Axl Rose is a way better singer than I am, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, don't feel bad. No, I think you have, a, a per- you have a great voice. You have a great voice. And that's the one thing, besides the, uh, the music, you know, especially in rock and roll, you got to have a voice that fits. Because if it doesn't fit, then, you know, a lot of the rock and roll fans, especially ones I grew up with, you know, it always started with the voices for them. I, I never understood that because, you know, me, I love guitars, you know, and I love drums and I love bass. But, you know, a, a friend of mine got me into listening to the voices of these of the singers um, and one in particular, Soundgarden, um, his voice, you know. Oh, my goodness. What a, that was a, he had an incredible sound. They had an incredible sound, even when he went solo. Uh, and another one, you said it, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. That was an incredible voice as well. Uh, that leads me to my next question. Now, listening to your lyrics, who's the man, who's the guy who's writing the lyrics? Is it the lead singer or do you all have a little piece of that? Uh, that's mainly all three of us. It's kind of like a three person deal on that one. Yeah. So everything we do, uh, it's always a group effort. And it's funny because we feel very repetitive saying it, but nobody believes us, but we don't do anything without input from each other. It's always a group effort. I mean, even our songwriting credits, it's always, you know, Pudel, the whole group. It's not just one person. Yeah. Like for instance, if one of us writes a whole song then the other two will pick it apart and say, Hey, this should go here. or You should change this line out for this, or this sounds better. or This book sounds better here. I think we should do that there. And then it just kind of comes into a whole, um, group effort like Brian was saying at that point like there's really no one person that just does one thing here nice little collective see that's the way it's supposed to be with bands you know um, and I'm a, I love watching documentaries on bands I think that's why the Doobie Brothers is in my head right now because I just got to watching a documentary of those guys the <laughs> other day and they all had you know they all played their part you know they all played their part and some added you know brought some songs to the table and so forth. And this was before Michael McDonald joined the band, you know? Uh, And I I think that's what's actually missing in today's music is you don't get a collective. You get a couple, you get one person who puts something out and it's like, ah, but when you get a, there's three of you guys and you guys are, you gotta, (laughs) that's the fun part. That's the fun part, figuring out whose line is going to stay in and whose line is being taken out. I would love to be, a part of that process because I know it has to be fun there. It gotta be. <laughs> it has to be definitely, fun. Definitely now, a lot of emotions and curses flying. Of course, it has to be. Oh my goodness. Of course. Now, I was checking you guys out on YouTube. Now you have this thing on there, you know, that I came across. It was called the concert for no one. Now, what was yeah. the concept behind this? I mean, I, I have to know. What was the concept behind that? So we wanted to put out a little, you know, a little concert video um, live from the studio. And um, I believe it was Mike or Dave that came up with that name. It was Mike. Um, and, you know, there was nobody there. So we just named it a concert for no one because we just really wanted to put out a YouTube concert. And uh, it just seemed fitting, you know, live from the studio, a concert for no one. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. It caught my eye because one of the, the first thing I thought of, thought was um there I don't there was a show that used to come on with um uh Daryl Hall from Hall of Notes. And I'm he home. used to have yeah, his friends come I, into I, I, a I studio. Oh my I used to love that show. I, I don't see it as much I don't actually haven't seen it on for quite some time, but I used to love that show because you had so many different vibes that would come in there and actually sing with this man and then, you know, I love his voice. So 
it was always, you know, uh, incredible to watch. Have you guys thought about doing something like that as well, bringing in your buddies and just having them come and jam with you and videotaping that and putting it on YouTube? Oh, we would love we would love to do yeah, that. I think that's something um, we would love to do. And it's funny that you mentioned that because we were very big fans of that show. I would have to say that my favorite episode was when Smokey Robinson was on it. I mean, I was obsessed with that. I, I watched it over and over and over again. Over and over. <laughs> now, see, I'm a big fan of uh, Hall of Notes. I'm a huge fan of Hall of Notes. I could probably tell you every song they've done. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I was growing up listening to their music. But, yeah, that was a really – I really had fun watching that show. I wish they would put it back on because I can't, I can't find it anymore like I used to. But uh, that's the thing happening like that sometimes. Yes, yes, you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. YouTube has, has been a godsend for me, you know, because it helps me do my research for shows like this. So, but now – so you guys are doing a lot of live events from what I understand. Um is it is it easier for you to take that um, their energy and incorporate it into your music? Let's say when you're done, you know, okay, with well, the fans like this song, so maybe we should try to do another song like that, or you know, I mean, how do you how does it help you when you do your live shows as far as going back and doing new music? I have to say we have uh, you know we have we have great fans that you know they they provide us with feedback, and honestly, uh, we're we're always studying what we do, and believe it or not, you know. I have to say, you know, uh, my fiance, Mike's wife, um, our parents, they always, they're always there at the shows and they're always telling us what people like and what they don't like. Um, It's kind of, you know, like this whole, this whole movement that we're doing, you know, everybody's kind of pitching in and telling us, Hey, this works, this didn't work. Um, So I got to say, we have a lot of support from everybody and uh, you know, we're always studying and trying to see what's the, what's the crowd pleaser. Yeah. I wish I could do the same thing. The fans went, I'm from the wrestling business, so when I get out there, the fans just boo me off the daggone. They boo me out of the building, so it's nothing I can do. <laughs> I'm hey man, pretty we'll sure come, you we'll guys don't experience that. Said it again? Nah, I mean, is it will come cheer you on? All right, hey, I'll take it. I need any look. I need anybody to cheer me on because these fans are mean sometimes. So I got. I, I'm pretty sure you guys have never experienced anything like that. But if you did. No, matter of fact, I'm going to ask you that. Have you ever experienced a bad situation with fans at your show? Oh, um, quite a few times, actually. Yeah, uh, fans, uh, we, we had a situation, uh, I won't name the venue, but we had a situation where we sold, you know, a whole bunch of tickets, and we had probably a good 100 people up in the show, and uh, a couple of the bands knew the sound guy, so he let them play for, you know, an extended amount of time. We wound up taking the stage, I want to say, at 1230, and uh, they only let us play two sh- two songs. So, um, oh. you know, need- needless to say, we weren't very happy, and I kind of uh, lost my temper, and uh, we weren't invited back there. That's another moment where there's a lot of F-bombs dropping. Well, I guarantee you they're upset now because I consider you guys one of the best bands I've ever heard. And, I, look, I don't Thank say you. that, you know, the kids butter or anything like that, but I'm like a really, I'm a really big fan, a real big fan of the music. Uh, and I've, I've spoken to Brian in the past, you know, like, dude, this is, this is incredible. This is incredible stuff here. Because like I said, you don't hear uh, this type of music anymore. You know, a lot of it sounds thin. It, it didn't, that's one of the, th- and I keep using that word when it comes to today's music. Um, it sounds really thin, but you guys just, you guys have a feel to it. You know, it's just like a warmth you know, like a warm feel to it, and I can sit back and I can enjoy it. Now, what type of feedback are you hearing from your fans? I mean, what are they telling you about your music? 
So we just, um, as you know, we just released our new single, Teenager, on Tuesday. And I got to yes. say, I mean, that's probably the, that's probably the best uh, feedback we've gotten so far. Yeah. We're definitely taking our writing in a new direction. Um, you know, we just want to constantly grow. But, I mean, we've, ha- we've heard all ter- types of feedback, especially concerning our last album, the one with Gasoline Alley. And uh, I, I would say the most feedback we've gotten is people keep comparing us to Stone Temple Pilots yeah. with that song. Uh, which to us is a huge honor because they're one of our favorite bands. I mean, growing up, we had yeah. every single album. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I mean, it's not a bad comparison. Let's just let's be real. It's not a bad comparison. Um, so let's, let's tell us about this new uh, your new project. Um, okay, so, first and foremost, I, I like asking this question, but do you guys <clears> sit down and think of stuff that you want to come up with, or you just go and jam and? You know, it comes from there, like you were saying about Gasoline Alley. kind of happened accidentally. Um, that, that's kind of how this happened, right? We were in the yeah. studio, and I showed you the riff. And, you know, Mike, Mike is always the biggest, uh, I want to say, cheerleader when it comes to a new song. Mike loves the <laughs> studio. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no, I do. I love the studio. So it's like I'm always down to write new music and kind of explore new areas of that aspect. But the funny yeah. thing about this song is that nobody liked it when I first showed it to them. No, I they, did. Mike was the only one that saw the potential, and you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, we our dad's a huge music music lover, and he kind of introduced us to a whole bunch of different music. So we showed it to him, and he didn't even like it. Yeah, he so, was like, "Oh, it sounds kind of lame." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Mike was like, "Mike was like, you know, no, I think we really need to do something with this." And I was all depressed about it because I thought it was an amazing riff. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we put it together, and after it was all together, everybody loved it. Yeah, because, like, it, honestly, it sounds like um, – it reminds me of, like, early Who, like, towards that uh, one album. Who's uh, the album with Beyond Blue Eyes on? Who's next? Like, because we do a lot of vocal harmonies on this song, so it's, like, it's very – it stands out to me in the aspect because it's, exact, it's nothing like we've ever done before. And I bet that feels awesome because it's something that you're not used to doing. You actually you challenged yourself. That's what it sounds like to me with this song. It sounds like you challenged yourself more uh, with this with this song. I, I look, my girl MK, you know, producer of the show. You know, she likes to point out all the music, and she tells me which one is which, and which one's going to hit, and so forth. And uh, she's been on point, and she's been on point, and she said uh, this one right here is most definitely going to be a hit. And I give it, I'll give it about a week, if that. It would probably be leading in, in her charts because. Gasoline Alley, it took Gasoline Alley two weeks to hit number one. It took two weeks to hit number one, and I was not shocked. This one right here, I'll put a bet at, I'll say a week, because the audience, they're used to your voice, they're used to your sound. You know, in this interview, when we put it up on the, uh, the, the radio stream, you know, I have a teenager, being, I'll have it played, but I think by the time it gets, you know, it's flown in the, ro- in the uh, rotation, I think it'll about a week. It'll take about a week for it to be number one. I just gut feeling, gut feeling. That's just my gut feeling. Um, so, guys, did you accomplish what you were set out, what you set out to accomplish with this, with this new project? I, I would, I would definitely <clears throat> say so. I mean, we're we're definitely taken back with the amount of streams we've already gotten on the yeah. song. It did not take long for it to break one thousand. And uh, you know, I, I have to say, I I, I want to give a huge shout out to Karma as well. I mean, she's always looking out for us, and um, yeah, she's been a big help. And, you know, and yeah. she kind of introduced us. She introduced us to Angry Kids as well as uh, Seymour Blunt. I mean, he was the one that, you know, approached me about, you know, getting involved with Angry Kids. So, and also, I want to give a huge shout out to you. You've been, you've been nothing but helpful to me. And we've had many conversations. And uh, it's, it's just an honor to be here. 
I like talent. <laughs> I like talent. I, like I said, I come from the world of professional wrestling, and the one thing I know is you got to have some talent out there to, to bring them people in, because if not, the people won't come. Yeah. You know, and that brings me to my next question. We only got a couple minutes left here. Um, but, okay, so you guys, uh, merchandise and so forth, you guys got merchandise out there? Fans can, you know, pick up and, you know, wear a T-shirt or something? Yeah, yeah, so we're actually working on new T-shirts. We have a whole new logo designed up. Um, we got some fun stuff coming out. Uh, we're working on doing a couple of videos, uh, and we'll also probably have merchandise from those videos. Yeah. I think that everybody will really enjoy and find it funny. Um, yeah, we're at heart, we're a bunch of goofballs, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're working on more merch, um, you know, the end goal is to actually make an EP and, uh, have all of our singles on it, and, uh, you know, hopefully that'll be coming out soon, sometime within the next year or so, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Man, that's gonna be awesome, I can't wait to hear it, make sure when it comes out, you know, I get my copy in advance so I can do my thing. <laughs> I got, I love, the one thing I love about this is I get music first. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll absolutely send it to you. Well, I appreciate that. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. My pleasure, most definitely. And I know my fans are going to love this, uh, having you on here. Uh, let everybody know where they can find a new single. Let them know where to get it. Tell them to put some money down. They can buy it, you know, where they can stream it. Let these fans know what to do, please. All right. So, yeah, you can find all of our new music on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, um, on YouTube, you can find it on Deezer, you can find it all over. So, you know, go ahead and give it a stream. I just want to say thank you for having us on the show. Uh, yes, you thank you very much. Huge shout out to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. You guys are the best. Um, Dave, we miss you. Sorry you couldn't be here today. And thank you to our fans as always and our, fam- our family, our, our fiancés, our wives. Um, we love you all. Well, you guys, guys rock. I'm pretty sure they look. I, I look, I know they know that you guys rock, and I'm pretty sure that they are going to love it. They haven't heard it yet. They're going to love this new single, uh, Teenager, and you're going to hear it live here on the station, uh, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, uh, in the next couple of minutes. Because uh, as soon as we go off, i got to let my fans hear the new music. But, uh, guys, I want, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining me. And, please, whenever you're free, you let me know. Do you guys, uh, real quick, are you guys football fans? Oh, yes, 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 oh we, yeah. yes, we are. Let's go, Giants. Favorite team. See, I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be the Giants. Oh, that is right. You guys are from New Jersey, correct? Yep, yep, yep. We're Jersey. Couple Jersey yep, boys. I get it. I get it. Now, look, before I let you go, I will say this about your Giants. Do not sleep on our quarterback, Eli. I don't. I just don't believe that Eli is going to go out this way. I believe Eli. I look. This is a Patriots year for you guys. I'm pretty sure you're playing the Patriots, right? Yep, yeah, pretty absolutely. sure. I'm trying to get a schedule in my head. So you got to pick. Now look, guys play the Patriots every. You know you play them well, and sometimes usually when you guys play them that year, don't you end up in a Super Bowl? I'm just saying. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I would not be hey, shocked if I see Eli, Eli Manning. Number three, ring number three coming for Eli. I would not be shocked. I want my dream Super Bowl, and that's my quarterback, Big Ben, taking on Eli. You know, same draft class. I would love to see that Super Bowl. If it happens. Look, I'll be happy either way because I love both quarterbacks. And uh, cause I, I respect Eli so much. I just think he's getting a raw deal, you know, coming down in the past, next, uh, the last few years of his career. I just think he's getting a raw deal. You got rid of Odell Beckham Jr., like it or not. But I think that Eli got this thing under control because he has a running game. So I think you guys will be all right, man. Enjoy the season. Yeah, he's a scramble. 
we're going to get it done, man. I have nothing but faith. That's good. Hey, at least you got faith, too, because – I'm still worried about my stillers here. But anyway, hey, guys, I want to thank you for joining me. <laughs> I can't wait to get you back on, man. Oh, man, that was such thank a great you. interview. Thank I want to so thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank we you. really appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You are listening right. to the Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. And uh, don't forget, we'll be up on a radio stream. When we're on a radio stream, uh, you're going to be able to hear the new single teenager by Fuel Feud. I'm gonna say it again. Fuel down. I like it. Yeah, that's perfect. I think I got it right. If not, they'll get on my back later. But um, thank you again for joining us, and we are out. You're listening to Angle Kids 24/7. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with how to text a guy to keep him interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there. How to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com.